Yellow. Oh, welcome in to another edition of Sweet Tea Fantasy. This here is Tuck, and that over there is Thurston. How you doing, old buddy? Well, I'm sitting here with my feet all propped up, so if you hear me fall over and, and you don't hear me talk for a while, you, you may want to call for some help. <laughs> I sure will do that. Uh, as a as a quick intro to our show for any of the new listeners out there, uh, each season we pick a random fantasy football league to follow all year and without bias and without remorse, berate it and its owners mercilessly. Uh, this year's target is the Skywalker Dynasty League based in Camelsville, Kentucky. Uh, we gave you a, a more in-depth breakdown a couple episodes ago, so if you, if you are new, you can go ahead and check that now. But uh, now, as as some as you, some as you uh, fellas may or may not know, we record this here Sweet Tea podcast on on Thursday nights because Thurston feels like Thursday is kind of his day to shine. You know, God, God worked for six days and rested on the seventh, but uh, Thurston he kind of takes the opposite approach where he works one day and rests on six. So uh, I, I told him it was a coincidence that his name starts with. You know, the same as, as Thursday, but you can't talk no sense into this guy. So, now, I, I done said all that that mess to say this. Uh, that means we, we get to miss some stupendous Thursday night football sometimes, and uh, tonight's one of them nights. The, uh, the dadgum New York Jets are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this might be a Super Bowl preview, folks, and, and I know, I know what you're thinking. You done lost your dang mind, Tuck? A Browns and Jets Super Bowl? And of course I know that they're in the same conference and no teams from the same conference have ever met in the Super Bowl. But a little birdie told me that they might just make an exception this year to make this dream matchup come true. Now, I know you guys think a lot of people watch the Super Bowl, but y'all just wait until the Browns and Jets get in there and mix it up. Woo-wee! I ain't... I tell you what, Tuck, I hate to interrupt you, but we got two rookie quarterbacks on these team. What better time than the present to go show what you got? That's right. Uh, I ain't been checking my phone or nothing like that because I got it recorded on the old hopper. But, uh, Thurston, if you told me the score was 56 to 49 halftime, I'd be inclined to believe that. You'd also be really, yeah. really wrong, Tuck. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Thurston. Yeah, I mean, the the only other option I could see, like if you told me these two legendary defenses held these two great quarterbacks and Sam Darnold and Tyrod Taylor to combined nine of twenty six passes in the first half, well, I might just believe that too because them defenses are mighty tough, and it has nothing to do with the quarterback play. Nope, not a bit. They dominating. But but I I know we got a show to get to Thurston. But uh, wait, wait, we did we do we well, we, we do. do. What are we talking about? I, I just can't wait to hop on that hopper afterwards and, and watch this recording of what's going to be a legendary and unforgettable matchup. So no more spoilers on that, Thurston. You kind of tipped it that the, it, it, this one's going the defense's way. So, Well, I guess I'm going to have to stop picking my teeth and start talking. What is it we're talking about? You remind me, to. Well, you know, we were just talking about some good football. but. Oh. We're oh. ready to talk about some matchups between some awful teams in this here uh, Skywalker Dynasty League. 
All right. Now that I can do. I'm ready to break down some of these games for us. You ready for the first one? Let's go for it. All right. The first one I'd really like to talk about right here is the Vandalay Industries versus the Domain Master. Now, I picked this game out first because it was the closest game of the week. And I want to make sure you all recognize I'm spelling the word week, W-E-A-K. Game of the week. You get it, Tuck? I got it, Thurston. These were the two lowest scoring teams in all of the league this week, and they's lucky to be playing each other because neither one of them got embarrassed too bad. But Vandalay Industries, I got to tell you, folks, you the luckiest buckaroo in this league. You got the second fewest points in the whole league, and you win it. Not only that, these points are pretty low in the whole season standings, too, and you're sitting at 2-0. and So you got to be thinking you're blooming stars, buddy. What's a blooming star, Thurston? Well, look up, Dag Burnett. <laughs> you ain't anyway, anyway. If you remember Vandalay Industries, they got some praise from me last week for having the gumption to start Kenny Steels in their super flex spot. Well, well, first, sorry about that. Well, Tuck, did you see uh, who they started in their super flex spot this week? I sure did not. That was Mr. Doug Martin. And my, I say, sir, that's pretty bad decision. You either go with your Kenny Steels or you might go with your quarterback. I don't know what you're thinking. I, I think you had Joe Flacco on your bench, if I remember right. Would have gave you another 18 points, made made you actually look like you might be a decent team. And uh, don't you worry about uh, calling me your name, Thurston. Uh, I'll come up with a totally true story next week to explain that. <laughs> well, I do appreciate that. It is Thursday after all. <laughs> Right, so we look at the Domain Master, who actually found a way to lose to the Vandalay this week. Uh, I think this is what happens whenever Gronk and Antonio Brown do not rise up as if they were Thanos and crush the world beneath their fist. Uh, when those two guys are kind of average or not great, the Domain Master really looks like some good old trash. Uh, what I would say, the Domain Master... They love some tight ends, right? They love some fat boys on their team. And they what they need to do is go trade for Mr. Eddie Lacy, okay? It is guaranteed exactly how many points Eddie Lacy is going to score every week. So if you pick him up, you have some consistency. <laughs> That's right. I, I like how you think they're they're both Thanos, both Gronk and Antonio Brown. That's that's a good call, I think. We don't we don't get enough of same nicknames. But if you got Thanos and Thanos, you pretty tough, Tuck. But anyhow, I do have some some advice for the Domain Master here. I don't know if he meant for this to happen, but he is sort of the unofficial ruler of our uh, Tea Party movement in this league. And I just want to remind him that when he comes out here and loses, that even the blind lead the blind into a pit sometime. <laughs> That's how it works often. Most times, yeah, and he's leading. <laughs> All right, so who, who you got up next, Thurston? All right, so now we got through that embarrassingness. 
We're going to call it a streak, folks. All right. We're going to call it a streak. Don't look at the. We're going to have something good going here because the Newport Never Nudes are rocking, folks. 203 points, beating down them Scranton Stranglers of 160. I think the Stranglers might be strangling, to be honest with you. They're sitting at 0 and 2, not looking real great. But, guys, Newport Never Nudes. They once again topped the scoring charts this week. They look like the best team. They laying whoopings on everybody. And I want to ask, how is it that a team with Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a whooping everybody? Well, I got your answer for you. That's because whenever the Buddha falls in the drinking water in Tampa Bay, Florida, everybody hear about it, and Ryan Fitzmagic is making it roll. Yeah, that's that's an interesting theory. Uh, I actually don't even know what you're talking about with the uh, the Buddha falls into the what a <laughs> into the drinking water, Tug. Uh, you you might have explained that to me in a in a sweet tea fantasy after party or something like that when we do you know our our very famous after the podcast podcast. I understand only the special folk get to hear about it. But I'm going to look at this Scranton Stranglers, guys. I really think I've pinpointed their problem down to one thing, and I think its name is Josh Doxson. All right? I believe that the Josh Doxson Illuminati are kind of working their magic against the Scranton Stranglers, really holding them down. You're going to feel like this guy's good, and he ain't, so you got to get that rolling going on. Uh, But I do want to say Todd Gurley. The guy's amazing. He's trying to pull your team. You got to give him some help, Scranton Stranglers. You got to give him a hand. That Todd Gurley, he is beyond a roach. Beyond a roach? Well, Well, yeah, Tuck. That's a saying. Beyond a roach? Well, yeah, you know, because it's like a roach is always coming back. You can't get rid of it. You step on it. You set it on fire. You flush it down the commode, and it comes right back every time stronger than ever. After the nuclear holocaust befalls us all, don't you know the roach is still going to be walking? And Todd Gurley is beyond even that. Wow. The the roaches and the Twinkies, that's all it's going to make it. Mm-hmm. I ain't got much to say about the Scranton Stranglers, but I did forget to say a pretty good joke for the Newport Never Nude. So, <laughs> I'm well, gonna, I'm, go I'm, back and pick that up. I'm going to circle back to that. And uh, Newport Never Nudes? How about Newport Never Lose? Oh, I like it, Tuck. That's a, that's a new name suggestion and a pretty Not- solid joke. My only my only real concern with them is that maybe they're uh, peaking a little bit early and they're going to end up having a terrible and disgraceful fall from grace that's going to leave us all shaking our heads and teary-eyed. I, I hope it don't happen, but when you peak too early, I tell you, you got to rest them just a little bit, okay? Never needs. Let them take their, their trousers off ever so often. It'd be all right. They'll be back for you in the playoffs. Well, you know, I heard this owner, he – had never even played fantasy football, or at least that's what he told them. I, I'm sensing a little bit of a hustling going on. 
little bit of a hustling. Yeah, he's has he already made his money back? He's already he's on he's well on his way, Thurston. Oh mercy, gosh! All right, well we're going to move on here to the 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 next game. We're going to talk uh, about the the team that shall not be named, also known as the shunned team, uh, and they played a team called Pivot. Really pretty poor day for Pivot. Uh, so the team that cannot be named, you know, Andy Dalton somehow outscores Tom Brady this week. Well, well, win in Rome. You know, that's that's how it goes sometimes. But whenever you look at Pivot, a real bad day. Uh, they had three starting running backs on Pivot combined for 7.9 points. Did you know that the team that can't be named had four running backs, two of them on the bench, that each of them scored more points than that by themselves. I will also say that Pivot had the bad call of the week in my eyes. They put Travis Kelsey on their bench. If you're going to carry tight ends all over, and he's actually one of the good ones, why are you sitting on your bench, Pivot? Come on. You better than that. But then the good call of the week also by Pivot because they had Jameis Winston on their bench, and he scored zero. That's a good call. That's a great call. Real good call. So, in this team that we shall not be naming, I, I do have some name suggestions for them. You ready? Now, now hold on a second. Let me introduce. It's time for our recurring segment called Change Your Dang Name. What in the world are you doing? So, now go ahead. All right. So, now <laughs> I'm ready. The first one is uh, – Okay, first we're we're going to use uh, Seinfeld. Okay, the TV show, the old sit. You remember it? You seen it? I heard of it. Uh, you heard like, of it a few times. Seems like maybe that's the uh, the most used sitcom we got in this year league for the for the team names. I, that's not a scientific, you know, researched uh, fact that I got, but but that is an opinion I got without looking. I mean, we had two teams play against each other already, the Domain Master and Vandalay. They both be from Seinfeld. So, anyhow, we move on to Seinfeld reference names here for the team that cannot be named. One is one in a million, Doc, one in a million. And you could – that that's in honor of uh, Mr. Carlos Hyde, one in a million. You remember? <laughs> Guy fell. Anyhow, it's funny. And then I got put it in the vault. Or I would call it put it in the croft. All right. <laughs> there's a, there's an episode about dentistry where they call people an anti-dentite. I used to call it an anti-utite. So whoever they playing against, they're just anti-time. They don't like them. Uh, they could call their they call their team the Van Buren boys. That's always good. Everyone on your team's a boy. Call them the Tropica Collins. Tropic Cap Capricorn. Look it up. Uh, Where's the car? That one episode where they'd be looking around the, the parking garage the whole time. Of course, <laughs> he'd, probably, he'd probably have to trade for Derek Carr. I mean, that's, that's now, how it goes. Now, I've seen that episode. I don't remember him just screaming out, where's the car like that, though? Yeah, I don't reckon they did either, <laughs> Tuck, but people get the reference anyhow, I think. But anyway, my last one, my favorite one is, I choose not to name. <laughs> that's from the famous I choose not to run you ought to watch that movie. right that's a fun I didn't come up with any punny names you know 
That's a that's using a pun to say you chose not to pun. <laughs> exactly. That was uh, actually uh, better. Than- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just had a, had a few. Uh, now this is one I've used before, and I'm I would willingly allow him to use use it for his. And uh, that's just simple. It's the card says moops. Now that mm-hmm. uh, crazy Joe Devola. Uh, he could trade for Kenyon Drake, and this one is a pun, but love the Drake <laughs> or <laughs> hate the Drake. He they they hate the Drake later on, but mm-hmm. uh, that, that was a few of my had. Oh, and real and spectacular. I believe we talked about that last week too, didn't we? <laughs> I do have a bonus form. Uh, this <laughs> this one ain't from Seinfeld. This bonus is uh, you got Chris Hogan on your team. Just go with Hogan's Heroes. That's an old school sitcom. That's not bad. You ever seen Hogan's Heroes? I love it when people make fun of war and act like it was all good and fun when people's a dime. Yeah, that that was a. Uh... A recurring trope in the uh, old seventies. They they like to have a, a good laugh about the old Vietnam War. Love some heroes set in Vietnam. What's that? No, it's World War Two. There's a Hitler episode in there. He's trying to get him. <laughs> hey, they was all trying to get old Hitler. Moving on. Anyway, anyway segueing <laughs> over. This is a really interesting game to me. We got the pip pip, the doodly do, putting the whoopings on the friend zone. Now, pip pip, you seem to got yourself a pretty nice little squad going. You're doing okay, uh, a nice team. And I, I do have a compliment to pay in a minute, but it's gonna have to wait just a second. Uh, the one thing I'd tell you, if you want to catch them never nudes, is you need to have Blake Bortles toss here a little bit more touchdowns over to Will Fuller probably help your team score a little bit more. Also, I would suggest playing the defense actually going to score points. When your defense score negative one's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I like when my defense just score positive points. Most that, time. Yeah, and that was, that was a good idea you had to – that's called a stack. You know, stack Blake Bortles and have him throw a touchdown pass to Will Fuller. Absolutely. That's classic, classic fantasy trope. I'm just going to use the word trope over and over again. <laughs> Went in Rome. But what's funny, you got Elijah McGuire on your bench, and then the guy's put on the IR. What, why you actually put him on your IR there, Pip-Pip? I mean, isn't he kind of a cuttable guy? I mean, is anyone going to rush out and spend their fab budget on the Elijah McGuire? I mean, really? Anyhow, I'll leave that be. I really... My heart's going out to the friend zone. Can I, t- can I tell you why, Tug? Oh, please do. All right, because I've noticed in this, in this here league, I've been staring at it, I've noticed all the teams that are not violence neutral are not doing well. You've got your I Feel Stabby sitting at 0-2. We'll get to them in a minute. You've got your Scranton Stranglers sitting at 0-2. They unfortunate souls but then on the other side of that spectrum you've got your friends on they ain't all about violence 
but they also ain't neutral on violence. They're kind of anti-violent. They're like the friendly folk. They want to be friends. They want to make friends, and they want to be friendly. And I'm telling you what, guys, you're going to have to get off it because you can't be putting up 145, losing by 32 points, and then trying to be friend-like with everybody. It ain't going to go. So I'm going to give you some real good advice, and it might hurt. You got to get a little bit meaner. You got to be a little bit meaner. Start flicking some people's ears. Start giving the wet willies, okay? Just kind of be a, trip them ever so often. Don't be all nice all the time. And listen, you might not feel good about it, but it's like this. It's kind of like farting in the shower. You may not feel like it at the time, but you really are getting clean. <laughs> I I don't know if I was following you exactly there, Thurston. So so you said the violent teams they they're done at 0 and 2. Right. And, but you're and advocating for the friend zone to uh to become violent? Well, not too violent now. He ain't a strangling or a stabbing. He's a poking and a flicking. You got to be neutral, violent and neutral. Like these other folks need to back off it a little. They're too mean, too violent. But he's just a super cuddly, nice and friendly. I like he ain't getting the job done. He's 0-2. He's got to do something. Well, a a classic sitcom trope is that – the friend zone is actually a bad thing. You, you don't want to be in the friend zone. Is that right? Yeah, you want to be in the, I don't know what they call it, but the girlfriend-boyfriend zone. Well, why is that better? I don't know. I <laughs> uh, I ain't watched too many sitcoms, but. Which that reminds me of a pip-pip that I didn't understand once. A pip-pip? Pip, pip, the doodly do. <laughs> uh, I think we got off track a little bit. Plus, I, nah, we I Plus, I contradicted something when I said I don't watch sitcoms too much. And I, no, no, I, that, I, I heard it. I that's heard not it when canonical. I, I heard it when you said it, but I won't going to point it out for hopes the few folk that do listen drop their ears for a moment. Well, let's hope that did happen, and I'm sure it did. Absolutely, and they'll never recognize that we sure just the ears, the last three minutes oh, talking about it. I'm sure the ears dropped about 17 minutes ago at best. Decent chance of that. But we'll move on to our next game, and this is the You're Welcome game. As I don't know if you remember, Tuck, but Birds of War, you remember the far I lit under them last week? Do you remember? I remember I had a pretty – Pretty good burn when I call them the birds of snore, but uh, I'm sure yeah, you, I'm sure you lit the fire too somehow. No, I lit the fire by telling them I picked him to win, and I was gonna what was it manhandle him in public or fight him or whoop him or something? I don't Decim- remember, but I, decimate huh? him. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna decimate him, and I think a few other people as well. But he's one of them you were gonna decimate. Right, but he was the main reason because I picked him to win or at least make the Super Bowl, and he come out and laid the big goose egg. And now this week, he really picked it up, 181 points. That's real, real good. What I see here is 
a couple of real good Vikings receivers are like hooked up to this big dog sled and the whole rest of the team's just laying in the sleigh, just going for the ride. I would suggest that he pick up somebody else that's going to help him. And here's my real true suggestion. I've done it in the past and in fantasy and it's worked. You take David Johnson, right? Supposed to be the best player on your team. And he's acting like a lard butt right now. What you do is you sit him one week and he will crush the earth beneath him. And then you put him back in your lineup and he's good as gold. Yep. You're all about lighting fires under people's butts, ain't you? Well, I got a few things I'm good at. Whatever motivates them. I'll tell you what, though. You look at I Feel Stabby, the team that lost to the Birds of War this, this week. I've already talked about you two violent back off it. Uh, ignoring, of course, Birds of War is kind of violent. I didn't even, you know, <laughs> I ain't worried too much about that. But the I Feel Stabby, um, here's what you got to do. You got to do for your team what I did for the Birds of War last week. You got to give them a good speech. You got to give them the, the do it for the gipper, get it done, step it up kind of hot talking speech to gain their interest and momentum. And here's what you do. You pinpoint Pat Mahomes because he ain't getting it done. Okay. And let me explain what I'm meaning by it. Because some people just look at his score and say, well, Thurston, he scored 38.84 points. Ain't that pretty good? And then I would say, well, it would be. Except the guy he was lined up against in their matchup, Mono Imano, was Big Ben Roethlisberger, who put up 38.98 points. So you tell Mahomes he lost your team .14 points, and that ain't good enough. He's got to step it up. If he can't throw even that seventh touchdown, what good is he? Yeah, I'd think about dropping him, actually. Just that's that's how you light a fire under him. Mm. Drop him off the team. Drop him off your team. Trade him for spare parts. That'll get him. Then he'll be ready to play good. That'll really teach him a lesson. Mm, that's right. All right, so I'm moving on to this last game here where the chickens don't clap, kind of mildly embarrass the fest of his beats. Seems like a common thing people like to do. <laughs> now, if you if you remember, um, there was a trade between these two very teams last week. And do you remember what we said about it? It wouldn't amount to a hill of beans. Or... We, said, we said, why didn't we? Why'd you even do it? What's the point? But here was the dream, the genius of it. You see, Festivus Feats took that trade, and then they played Jordan Wilkins, and he only drops like seven points or something. Didn't really help him, didn't really do much or nothing. But what chickens don't clap it, what they did, they traded for Deviant Parker, and then they said, oh, we thought you were good, but you know what? You actually sucky. We going to throw you on the bench. And did you know that whole team rallied up against Deviant Parker? They said, you know, he ain't one of us. He ain't one of ours. We're glad you put him on the bench. We don't even want him. Everyone else steps it up. Festivus Feeds got played for a fool. <laughs> I think that's going to be a recurring theme this year. Now, I, don't, I don't like this Festivus Feeds team. The last thing I got to say to Festivus Beach is the real important thing right now for, for this team 
is to not panic. You don't want to be trading away half your team, making panic trades, dealing everyone away, acting like the room's falling apart. You can just stay the course, and you'd probably be all right. Thurston, that's, yeah. that's about the dumbest thing you have ever said. <laughs> it needs to be in full panic mode right now. Trade away panic everyone. Mode? Teach them a no. lesson. Get them out Great. of there. Read, what? Establish the culture. Your team ain't no good. You ain't no good. Not you, Thurston. Festus feeds. <laughs> and start over. Just act like will. O and O after you trade all of your players. All right then. They're if they're they're so. losers. Mm, you think so? You don't need no losers on your team. They lose. <laughs> Losers lose. That's what they do, ain't it? You know, you're right. So you think he ought to be trading everybody? Panic. Panic. Well, if... if, if, Thurston. What's that? You're supposed to join me in that chant. (laughs) Well, what I will say is whenever I looked at the, the rosters and what people have been doing... He actually looks like they, they do look like they've been panicking. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. Don't you worry. But let's do that. All right. So uh, let me find where I am on my notes. All right. Uh-oh. So this is the part of the show. Thurston, you remember when we, we were talking about this show and we are like, man, we're, it'll be like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes each week and uh, – you know, we'll, we'll get in there, get out, it'll be fine. I do remember because I thought I'd have less time between bathroom breaks. <laughs> well, that seemed like a long time ago when we thought it was going to be a 10-minute show. Let's do this. But th- this We're already part. here. My feet's already up. The moon's in the sky. Let's let it rip. You ain't fell yet, and I ain't had to act like I was calling for help when I was really not doing anything. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. So, uh, so this here part of the show is where we talk about transactions. Uh, we're going to start with the trades this week since since we uh, segued so perfectly into it and didn't have any filler in between. So, uh, Festus Feats, you alluded to it earlier. He he traded away Tevin Coleman and Quincy Inunua for Leonard Fournette, and uh, then listen to this guy Thurston. He done, he then turns around and trades him. Immediately. Now, I, I ain't no psychology major or nothing, but uh, I think this guy's afraid of commitment. Uh, so so he goes, he trades Fournette and T.Y. Hilton for Odell Beckham, Royce Freeman, and uh, basically a fourth-round pick because they're going to be a, a four-keeper league after this year. So what do you think about that trade? Now, you tell me this. Now, Fournette never actually played a game for him. Is that right? Yeah, I reckon it was like so. So what? What's the rule on this? I mean, if you trade for a boy and you pick him up and then just trade him again, I mean, is that is that allowed? Is that something they do? Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks—they made a whole jersey for Carmelo Anthony. I I reckon Festus Feet should do the same thing for Leonard Fournette, just as a a show of goodwill. Well, they ought to make him wear number one. He's the best player they'd have had. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe he panicked a little too much. 
I do want to say I did get a note uh, in my email box from the owner of this Festivus Beats, and he was really, really trying to point out, okay, to the Vandalay Industries to say, look, guy, I had no intention of trading your boy before I ever got him. This new deal just popped up out of no place, and I had to do it. I felt like I wanted some Beckham. But I tell you, I don't know if I believe it. I mean, that seems like hearsay to me. You you think it's hearsay the the email you got in your inbox? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's hearsay. That... <laughs> that's that's one way to look at it, Thurston. I guess it I reckon it's here it's hearsay that that he wasn't going to trade them before he ever got them, but he's saying that's how it was, and he promised it, but I don't think I believe that hearsay. Oh, so you think he's a bold-faced liar. When in Rome. Well, there, <laughs> there, there's been some uh, some ac- accusations of lies in this league. I mean, it, I think the league's kind of falling apart, to be honest. You, you, you reckon? Yeah, I've been seeing some of his group chats. Oh, my gosh. Well, I tell you what, some, we need some don't this even participate. Group. We need them to make it through the whole year, though. What else are we gonna do? This is half my paycheck. Well, I mean, they at least made it two weeks. You know, can't ask for too much more than that. And they ain't murdered neither one of us yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> that's always a plus because it, as we know, that's a real possibility. You know that this is only for the the brave, the bold and the brave. That's and the beautiful thirst. <laughs> All right. So, Are... do we have any more transactions, or is it just Festivus Feats pooping his big boy pants over well, and over? The only other trade was a jumble of a mess between the friend zone and chickens don't clap. So the clap traded away Tavon Austin, Spencer Ware, Josh Allen, and Willie Sneed, and the zone traded away. Alfred Morris, Sam Darnold, Larry Fitzgerald, and Vernon Davis. And I'll be honest, Thurston, I didn't know about half of them guys were still in the league. Uh, well, I reckon we mentioned Sam Darnold earlier because he's playing in some football game, maybe at this very moment. Uh, Spoiler. You know, I, I forgot to mention in my, my note from Festivus Feats, he did also mention he was kind of annoyed at the friend zone because he had a lot of Alfred Morris interest. He said they'd already talk, had some good talks about Morris, and then it just fell through, and they said wait till next week. And then he was kind of heartbroken to see uh, Alfred Morris going someplace else. Wow, that's a real shame for old, old uh, Festivus Feats, but I guess you live and you learn. Goes from bad to worse. All right, so uh, that, that's it for the trades. Uh, that, that this league ain't too uh, too active in that. And that mm, that's that's a fact. Makes your job easier. Thing we got on our our docket today is uh, to hand out our money bags of the week award, which is uh, the guy that pays basically pays too much for a guy in the old fab system. So, uh, and th- this week's money bags, the w- money bags of the week award goes to the pit, pit, pub, pit, pit, pipply. Please don't make me say this name anymore. You gotta do it. He's paid his dues and it's even based on a sitcom. <laughs> so, uh, 
that that team uh, I ain't gonna repeat it. They uh, they outbid exactly one other team by uh, three buckaroonies to get one of Andy Dalton's weapons, who ain't named AJ Green. Uh, so a- as we all know, those kind of moves always pay off. You Is know, his he- name Joe Mixon? No, it sure ain't. His, his name's Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you just ask any uh, Brandon LaFell owner in the last few years, and they'll tell you that they love that decision by. Pip, 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 pipply, pipply, pop, pop, peep. Wasn't Tyler Boyd my server at the Huddle House the other day? I believe that's right. He make the league now. Yeah, I think that uh, tip you gave him inspired him to not oh. be a waiter anymore because it was such a bad tip. That's, yeah, all right. <laughs> but I think that's all we got for today's show, Thurston. Are we done with it? Can I get back to resting now? Get back to my stories? Don't you got your feet up right now, Thursday? Well, yeah, but it's How time much to more get... rest than you need. It's Thursday. <laughs> That's not for resting. That's canon. <laughs> well, bye, George. And that's a trope of this episode. So, all right, y'all. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to old Sweet Tea Fantasy. And uh, we cannot wait for you to come back next week. Unless you don't, which is fine. So, uh, see y'all later. Trope.